0: I love you. Well, tally-ho, what do you know? Welcome back, ladies, tramps, and gentlefolks everywhere. I Aww. am the Green Traveler.
1: And What's I right am the Faceless Leon. Yeah, I like that. This is a podcast in there. about movies and TV. Back at the Disney playlist. It's Lady yep, and the Tramp. Baby. Cute little dog movie.
0: You want to see Disney take on a romance, but instead (laughs) of humans, they do it with dogs? It's really weird. I guess. But
1: but also, (laughs) really cute. After being like an adult dog owner, like I've always had dogs in my life, but I took a really big break and now I've had a dog without the uh, added help of my parents and super attached to garlic. Best dog in the world. And then we watch this movie and there's, you recognize so many behaviors that they're betraying in this story. And it's so funny. I, I definitely enjoyed watching this way more as an adult than I ever did as a child.
0: Yeah, I can wholeheartedly agree with that. I only watched it. This is another one that I think I only watched once as a child. It didn't appeal to me. I wasn't really into the romances as a kid, but like now that's kind of like, I love a good romantic tale. And I, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly that added to the, the humor of it, like, you know, being a dog owner myself, like witnessing all that kind of stuff that you were talking about, it made it so much more funnier. And at the same time, so much more emotionally appealing when certain aspects of the story come about, like when oh yeah,
1: you
0: know, uh, there's a moment where lady runs away and you know, that the, when I was thinking that, I was like, all right, I don't care if I have a baby. I'm going to make sure that my babysitter is fucking vetted so that they're also yeah. good at dog sitting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Jeez. Aunt Sarah, man. Given yeah, Sarah a bad name. So, uh, I don't remember who talked the plot on the last one of these, but I can do a quick synopsis. Lady's a dog, and she belongs to Jim Darling and... Oh dear. No, what is that? What are they they call the it's Jim deer and darling. That's what it is.
0: Jim deer and darling deer.
1: Yeah. But that's, you know, that's not their their real names obviously, but that's what the dog thinks their names are and that's hilarious to me. <laughs> and they get this dog and they're very close to Lady and eventually Darling gets pregnant. So the other dogs Jacques and Trusty are trying to tell her, oh, babies are so good. They're neighborhood dogs. And then along comes the tramp. A stray. He's a stray. He apparently, like according to the story, he may have been owned by someone at some time and was abandoned when they had a baby and he got too close to the baby. So they decide to have a little break being... Jim Deere and Darling, and they go on a a trip, and Aunt Sarah comes to visit, and her cats, which there is a racist placard for this movie, and I think primarily for these cats because they're Siamese cats, and they sing a song about being Siamese, and yeah, it's, I would say it's inappropriate. But
0: that was one of the things that, uh, as as having only seen it once as a child, you know, when they when they put that placard up, I had like a a, a Peter Pan flashback where I was like, oh fuck, what is bad about this
1: one? Right? Like, oh, man. Yeah. I was really hoping it wouldn't have it, I and and it popped up there, and I was like, oh, damn it, what's in this movie?
0: Yeah, see, like, I, I figured that that was the moment with, with the Siamese right. cats, but I wasn't really paying attention during that scene, I'll be honest. Yeah. So, it was just like, I was like, I almost got through this movie with thinking there was none, but then when I thought back on it, I was like, oh, right, there was that Siamese cat scene that I just that kind of walked yeah. away from for a few yeah. seconds.
1: It's really unfortunate, too, because that number is is pretty especially the the beat is really good and i think if they just didn't have the lyrics well the cats are still the cats are still drawn in a stereotypical way though like i mean they definitely look like that breed of cat but they are added to look like stereotypical Asian people right so that it, it is also, unfortunate it's a very small part of the movie though so I I'm not entirely uh, bothered by it like you could literally fast forward yeah. through that number and it'd be fine.
0: yeah I agree with that especially because the cats don't really do much for the story so it's like they no, destroy the house nothing. they destroy the house but that basically just gets blamed on lady even though there's no way she could claw curtains from the ceiling
1: down right. Right, but
0: <laughs> but you know it's that's basically all they do is just an obstacle for Lady to overcome. Not th- it's not important. They don't do, they don't add they, to the they story, don't so add just...
1: anything. So yeah. Anyhow, Sarah decides to get a muzzle for Lady. Right, and then Lady gets loose.
0: And and the reason she got the muzzle, I don't think he explained, was that the mom already had the kid. And that's why they went on vacation. And that's why Aunt Sarah's there is because she's babysitting the child. Right. And Lady is just, you know, when she sees Lady, you know, because Lady's friendly with the child because the parents don't mind Lady being there. They love Lady.
1: I say in air quotes, she helps take care of the baby. like Exactly. Like Jim and Darling do a really good job of making sure that Lady doesn't feel excluded Uh, from the family so it's exactly the opposite of the tramp early on like right when it happens and and during the pregnancy she does feel a little excluded but when the baby finally comes they do like they bring her in the room and they introduce them and they do a good job of making sure she's a part of the baby's life and it's really cute it's not what the tramp said would happen then Aunt Sarah comes exactly. and, and kicks her out be, uh, because she thinks she gets yeah. too close to the baby.
0: Yeah, and then, and then when she barks at, like, seeing something outside or seeing a rat or whatever, right. and, you know, she, the Aunt Sarah's like, you're waking up the baby, you're disturbing the baby, and, you know, the baby was taking a yeah. nap. So then she's like, I gotta get a muzzle, I gotta put this on this dog. And Lady runs off like right. at the visit with the with the pet store because you know she's so startled by the experience of having this thing just forced on her face right she just bursts out the door and runs away and yeah that's when she meets she meets the tramp again who's like see i was right and lady who's you know dogs don't know better she's just like you were right i got i got chased out of my own home by right
1: right yeah
0: and then and then begins a beautiful series of romantic adventures
1: Yes, which that's honestly kind of the weird part of this movie because they are dogs, but it's also, it is very cute at the same time. Uh yeah. So, I, I don't know exactly how I feel about it, but it is great. And I do want to talk about her running away for a minute, though, because Garlic is a darter, oh, yeah. man. She will just go. So, so, she's gotten out maybe four times since I've had her or something like that. Well, make that five because she actually got out when we were uh, visiting Fort Wayne just just the other day. Oh, man. But uh, that one was the quickest that happened, though, because there was somebody she was curious with, another dog across the street. So, I was able to actually catch up with her. That was not my fault. Some, somebody did not tell her to stay <laughs> when they opened up the door. But it does not matter. Most of the time, it has been my fault. Primarily because I had forgotten to close the garage door and was going out in the garage. But there's been a couple of times where we've been in the yard and out of nowhere, her leash is undone. And the most previous time that happened, I was like, you better not move. And that's when she (sighs) knew that she was loose and she just went. And I was so mad at her because oh, I man. told her to stay. I told her to stay. <laughs> she she does not listen outside. <laughs> she thinks, oh, this is the greatest opportunity to have the, a great play adventure. And when we're chasing right. her down, she thinks that's the best game in the world. She she loves keep exactly. away and. Yeah, this most previous time, I was like, you know what? If we chase her, we're just going to chase her all day and get dehydrated. I'm worried about her, but I think it's probably a better idea if we just stay in the yard and I hope she comes back. And she did. She came to the neighbor's oh, nice. yard and the neighbor was like, who we told she was loose. was like, oh, do you want to come in here? I'll get you a treat. She listened to him.
0: <laughs> treats, yeah, treat. don't move, and you'll get it.
1: well, okay, I did try to entice her with treats uh every time I happened to see her, and she just kept on that's when she's like, oh, the game's still on,
0: yeah, thankfully, Zelda's outgrown her running away phase, uh, Good. she used to be a darter, like she would see something like she still is like she sees a squirrel or
1: something, she oh wants, sure, but, yeah,
0: but yeah, but she's she's. Lost the desire to wriggle out of her harness and like escape. She's just like, yes, yeah, whatever. And then like, there's been a few times where uh, the leash is broken or like she slipped out of the harness and she's just kind of like discovered it and then like laid down and looked at me like, are you gonna put that back on or what's gonna happen? <laughs> like, so she she's at least gotten. Much better about it
1: yeah that's so that's pretty, pretty interesting. I hope that happened. happens with garlic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like yeah, i
0: haven't i thankfully I haven't had to chase Zelda for about four years now, so that's nice wood, so. yeah,
1: yeah, I'll do it for <laughs> you too um <laughs> anyhow, yeah, back to the story.
0: The romantic adventure begins at the zoo, where yeah uh, they're trying to get the yeah they're trying to get the muzzle off of lady. And That's the right. trans first thought is, <laughs> the trans first thought is, an alligator,
1: of course. Yeah, that'd be good, got yeah. sharp
0: teeth. Oh my god. And I love the alligator, just like, well, yeah, sure, I'll give it a try. Go ahead. Yeah, why not? <laughs> like, this is the easiest I've ever had a meal. This is fucking hilarious. And then they go to a Walk beaver. Walk right in. To, which is even,
1: I oh, that was, very, that was good, yeah.
0: it's Yeah, it's very stereotypical beaver voice for, like, animation, or, like, for Disney specifically
1: yeah i think it really starts here though i mean that yeah and i can't remember it happening in a movie before maybe maybe bambi maybe there was a book yeah, or something in bambi
0: oh god it was just it was so funny i love that little that little it's like yeah it's decadam. so
1: good oh my gosh and then, and then tramp, Tr- yeah
0: tramp shows his cunning and wit and he's just like well look here sailor i got a nice little tool for you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he really knows how to turn a situation around, a Tramp does. Like yes, he
1: am. does. What you need is a log puller. <laughs> uh, man. Uh, tramp is, voiced by skeetful. Larry Roberts. And he does quite a few voices for Tramp. Like, he, he's very adaptive for what the situation yeah. is, uh, including Tramp's many families. So, there's definitely right. were a couple of dogs like this in my my neighborhood that were called different things by different people in the neighborhood, and there was one. There was one pe- person who their kids were like, "No, that is my dog. That dog has no other name than Goldie." And I was like, "Okay, but I'm telling you, my next door neighbor calls it Jake." Sorry. <laughs> 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 so he's got all sorts of different uh, names depending on the family that he's staying with that night of the week and he stays with them because of the meals that they make and he he eats right. their, their table scraps and it's uh it's good stuff
0: especially one great and beautiful character named Tony who is yes. an Italian uh restaurant owner or chef yes
1: they are definitely stereotypes true. but i think it's done in a way that i is adorable so i don't know how if i yeah. feel bad about well, it or
0: I, not. I i literally have like written down be like tony like be like, Tony. like he is so wonderful of a human being because it's just like this dog comes up to him with a lady alongside him and he's just like ho, oh, oh, this dog's treating another one of his female friends to a night on the town yeah i'll cook them a great meal so he sets these two dogs up in a beautiful little table with candlelight and he just feeds them a, a spaghetti dinner oh you're just such a beautiful person like i really kind of like I want to just be at a Zen place in my life where you know I could you know I could just be sitting reading a book and then a couple of animals come up to me and it's like you guys want a dinner? All right, I'll set this yeah. up. for you. And, you
1: Yeah, yeah, candlelight, I'll set up a nice
0: little a little platter. <laughs> I don't know if I can me, go that far.
1: Me and my buddy will serenade you with music. I mean, oh, like, yeah. yeah. I remember watching the scene as a kid and being like, and and suddenly being able to shift. ...from the story and be like, wait, these are two grown men singing to dogs. That's kind (laughs) of weird. You say it's
0: weird. I say it's beautiful. But
1: yes, but as an adult, I, I was... My, my reaction is these two grown ass men are best friends and they're like hey let's go play music to these dogs eating spaghetti well,
0: I, don't, I don't know if Tony's I don't know if Tony's employee is really wanting to be there cause there's moments uh, he's, just, like, yeah. about it. he's like oh come on
1: I'm gonna oh, but when he, you know, he started right? playing the, when he started playing the guitar he was really getting into it he had a big old that's smile true, on true. his face
0: <laughs> that's true I would love – I mean, I'm going to be honest. If I'm walking down the street and, like, I see a restaurant that outdoor in their patio, they're serenading two dogs to a spaghetti (laughs) dinner,
1: I'm going
0: to stop and eat at that restaurant because that is a beautiful experience. I think that's beautiful. I I love that shit. And, you know, that's that's just the fun – you know, those are the kind of fun adventures that lady has with the tramp. But, you know, she wants to get back to her family. She's got to get back. And so she goes back. I don't remember – I don't remember how she, like, why she leaves the tramp. I think there's, like, some kind of weird scene. Uh, oh, she gets caught he, by the...
1: Yeah, she gets... She gets caught by the dog. He network. decides That's he why. wants to chase chickens with her. And she's like, this does not yeah. seem like something we should do. And he's like, no, it's the no. best. And uh, it's it's all a metaphor for peer pressure and, and drug use in America. Um, but... <laughs>
0: you know i agree i agree with the message i think you know i think that is important that peer pressure can be a bad thing however he does have this one line where he's like come on let's just make some memories and that is my overall like goal in life and she's like you know what i don't care what happens i just want to make some memories damn it
1: (laughs) yeah but the truth is he does pressure her into into doing this yeah he does
0: he does
1: and then she gets caught like she's not used to having ha, uh you know having to outrun someone a- and mm-hmm. uh you know she's a pampered cocker spaniel for god's sake oh lady <laughs> lady by the way is voiced by barbara luddy and i believe yeah. I believe she uh, is a voice that Disney uses quite often after this.
0: Yeah, specifically, uh, she's Kanga in the the original Winnie the Pooh uh, stuff. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, Mama Kanga.
1: Yeah, she does a great job. I love Lady. Um, uh, Yeah, she's great. I, I can't say that I identified with the character when... Uh, I was watching it as a child, but watching it now, it's like, yeah, I love my garlic. You remind me of her. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like because they're they're voiced by humans, when you're a kid, you don't quite grasp that all the things they are doing are dog things. Uh, but right. as a dog owner, you catch it all.
0: I think it's also the same with uh, with the story, because there's, there's certain aspects of the story that are very, like, okay, come on, but it, that's what yeah. the dog would pick up on, like, uh, one moment specifically is when Lady is, like, laying in front of the fire, and both of her parents are, like, standing over her, or sitting in the chairs beside the fire next to her, they're just like, man, Lady is, like, the best thing in our lives, and she's like, I can't imagine anything being closer to my heart. You know, yeah. it's very cute, but at the same time, it's very heavy-handed, and it's just like, yes. "All right, now we get what you're trying to imply. We
1: and get be on the way. We get what's going on."
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's those little silly things that, as an adult watching this, I'm like, "Okay, yep, that's for the kids," because you know to to push how heavy important she is. But then there's also the 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 underlying thing where it's like she is a dog. That is the conversation she would focus on. She would focus on the warmest yeah. tones. Yeah, to, to represent how she is to them, like she wouldn't focus on all the boring stuff, and right, neither should we. Also, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, times different for them, so who who knows? Yeah, yeah. So she gets caught. I think that's where we left off with with the 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 synopsis. She gets caught, which is and...
0: it's hilarious because she gets caught. She has a collar, like she like. This is one of those areas where it's like, man, the the dog nappers really just don't care about what they're doing. Because it's like, I mean, obviously, they would catch somebody with a a collar on, too. But I don't feel like they would put them in the same frickin' pen as all the other unclaimed dogs. Well, I don't know. This one is clearly somebody's pet.
1: Yeah. If if they were full, I mean, I suppose they would. Uh, Also, it's like, this is, I think it's based in uh, the uh, late 1800s, so... Uh, you know, yeah. they could have been just com- run completely differently back then. I mean, hell, uh, the most pounds and shelters were still, you know, kill shelters uh, until recently, I feel like. So,
0: like it, it, it shows that they are very vil- vile people still. In this oh, like sure, they're a villainous sure. kind of character for this movie because they clearly don't care what they're doing about this. Because, right. you know, in modern day times, if it has a collar and you know that there's an owner that's going to come try to claim it, and you put it in a pen with other dogs and it gets attacked, you might be liable for lawsuit.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's damn true.
0: Whereas back then, it's just like, nope, got this dog with a collar on, we'll try to find the owner. But if, while we're trying to find the owner, we're just going to toss it in with all these other dogs and just hope it's yeah. okay. Which, thankfully, most dogs in this world are friendly and all just singing sad, soulful blues songs.
1: But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that song, dude. I, I mean, <laughs> at first, like, they, the, the animation at the pound it reminded me of the sarah mclaughlin commercials for the (laughs) the animal shelter uh and maybe they i guess they probably got it from this but that song dude i thought it was great that's just all howls i think i'm gonna get that on my my spotify so i could listen to it oh it's so
0: sad it's so sad
1: it is sad but it's great at the same time like I started that with the animation with it. Like, I started laughing. Like, at first, I was feeling really bad, and then it just kept on going, and I <laughs> couldn't stop laughing. Oh, man. It's uh,
0: good. It is good. And, uh, just to finish the synopsis, uh, we won't spoil the ending overall, but, you know, there is a nice, happy ending. Um, yes. Lady and the tramp have to overcome a, a giant hurdle, and, yeah. uh, Which, you know, just to talk about that just a little bit, there's a climactic finale scene. um, I'll say it involves a rat and uh, Tramp fighting this rat. The rat is about the size of a small cat, I would say.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Unless we're greatly overestimating the size of the dogs, this is a big, big rat.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, and that is possible. That is very possible because, uh, you know, Tramp could be a very small dog, I guess. In which case...
1: I would say that lady is a small dog, but I always imagine that I always imagine really they would be the size of Garlic and Zelda, both of them. Right,
0: right. right. Yeah. That's what I imagine too. Which, which would make this rat this a huge a small rat. cat. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's ridiculous, man. And so, but but the event with the rat ends in such a way that Aunt Sarah believes the tramp is completely at fault. But right. Lady is able to get the uh, the her human owners who arrive at the, you know just in the right time to somehow understand that it's the rat's fault by showing them the body of the rat. And I'm like, I don't know this. It, it's it's an ending that left left a little to be desired because I get to the end and I'm like, I don't know if I would understand the situation just by seeing the body of a dead rat. You know, I don't know if I would look at it and be like, oh, this is what must have happened. And therefore, that tramp is a hero. I don't think I would come to that conclusion. <laughs> I would think, "Ooh, Yeah. This is a gross dead body. I'm going to get rid of this and put this in the
1: trash. <laughs> yeah. Though I, I would be like, I, I still would be like, hey, listen, lady is a good dog, Aunt Sarah. Right. You know, if you want to come and babysit the baby again, you're going to have to know that. And know that she's not going to hurt the baby, you know, Jesus. I mean, yeah, there was no cell phone or anything like that for her to try to get in contact with them real quick and say, hey, your dog is acting like this. Is that okay? Uh, So, you know, I I don't know that I necessarily blame her. She just did not understand dogs. Like you said, if you're going to have somebody come over and watch your kid and you have a dog, make sure they know how to do dogs. Because... Exactly. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah, if you have a kid and a pet, make sure that there's center for both. But uh, I think that's it for the episode. Let's yeah, I mean obviously closing statements, but right,
1: yeah. If let's you're, if you're ready, I don't know what else to talk about. I do like Trusty and uh, oh, oh, yeah, Jacques, yeah. Jacques uh, a lot. Jacques is a uh, Scottish Terrier. I can't ever remember the full breed name, and uh, Trusty is some kind of hound, and. According to Jacques, trustees lost his sense of smell, and he <laughs> used to be uh, uh, a police dog to hunt down criminals. And he he used right. to do it with his grandpa, Old Reliable. And he always like to talk about Old Reliable. Have I ever brought up Old Reliable? Yes, you have. Oh, all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's beautiful. It is that is yeah. a- uh a fun part of the tale and especially the fact that they just come up to the house they just you know they're just yeah. in the neighborhood they're just like, i like that they're just free
1: it's it would be nice if that could be how it was still but it's not
0: right yeah if, if i could trust zelda to just like wander to the neighbor's house and say hi that would be right. wonderful by just i i can't without thinking also that she's just going to see a squirrel along the way and then run off to Chicago.
1: Right. (laughs) Off to Chicago. She, dude, that dog can mush. That could happen. (laughs) Um, But really, I think the main problem, I think the main problem is automobiles. Like, in this time period that this is set, you know, there's a carriage every once in a while. And... Unless they're in a big, huge hurry, they're usually only going, like, 15 miles an hour, if that. Right. So, it was a lot less dangerous to just let your dogs go loose.
0: Yeah. Yeah, now now the automobiles, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. But
0: I do love, I love Jock and Trusty, and there's a, was it Trusty, right?
1: Trusty? Yeah, it was Trusty. I kept on okay. thinking it was Krusty. But then I turned on the <laughs> subtitles because the movie was kind of quiet and I was running the dishwasher. Right. Um. <laughs> anyhow, and I was like, "Oh, I thought it was crusty or rusty, but it's trusty." And yeah, I thought that makes sense with old reliable.
0: Right. In my memory, all I could think was jock and lucky, and I was like, "I don't think it's lucky, but yeah, yeah no. trusty." I. There, there is a sad moment near the end where they try to yeah. make you think. I'm just gonna put they this out sure I hate did. <laughs> yeah, I hate animal deaths in movies, and they try to make you think that Trusty dies, and there's like a long howl from Jock. It made me so sad, and yeah, I was like about too. to cry. And then the next scene starts up, and here comes Trusty, like limping on one leg, and I'm just like, "Fuck Disney for making me think for even a <laughs> second. For making me think that that it's not worth the emotional pull if you're gonna bring it back within like two
1: minutes." Well, I guess we're not gonna watch old Yeller then- <laughs>
0: why would you make me feel like super sad about like, we can make we can watch old Yeller and i'll I'll bitch about it for about two hours <laughs> but- 'cause i mean like the the thing is if if i didn't if I watched this in theaters, if I right. had to put my dog up for you know for the night if i you know left her alone in the apartment for the night to just run around while I go see a movie and in in that movie. You make me think about the dog either running away or dying or being killed in some way. Fuck you, because now I want to leave your movie so I can go check <laughs> on my dog.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: Yeah, you're making you're making me spend the rest of the freaking movie worrying about my dog and not caring at all about the picture you're trying to make me watch.
1: Yeah. I think though people uh well, not Jim, dear and darling, but I think most people especially in that period were probably less close to their dogs as we are and and people of our generation tend to be because yeah. there are children we don't have babies yeah it's we a- have fur <laughs> baby
0: i'm emotionally dependent upon this fur baby
1: <laughs> i do love my dog she's freaking great right. i got introduce her to my but, dad uh, and uh the in-laws oh, this nice. weekend and that was nice get your vaccination so, you can see your people. Agreed.
0: Agreed. Yeah, mine got to stay at uh, my parents' house this last week. So, she, she really enjoyed it, but she was getting homesick at the end. So It was real cute. But, Aww. yeah. But uh, that's – I think that's it. Let's get into the, the closing statements. I like yes. Lady and the Tramp. You know, this is one of those weird offshoots of Disney where they, they – it's still an adap- adaptation of a story. But here it's an adaptation of a uh, a magazine story in the Cosmopolitan <laughs> called yeah. "Happy Happy Dan Happy Dan the Cynical Dog" by Ward Green. So it's like, uh, it's weird that it's not some some weird folk tale or old old style.
1: That's true story. Also, I think it's a mix of that and also this gentleman who had a dog named Lady and thought that idea of a story where the baby comes along and she gets pushed aside and runs away would make a good disney movie and he pitched it to disney uh and i think that's where their interest in this story happened and it was supposed to be a movie called lady but uh i didn't read the whole thing on this bad research for this show but i knew i had a lot to talk about uh just because of dogs um (laughs) right yeah but anyhow, it sounds like maybe they then found this story later, because Disney was not happy with what this guy was coming up with, necessarily. He didn't think there was enough conflict uh, in the story, so maybe they re- yeah. read this this story and then they mixed them together.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know anything. All I saw was that it was adapted from a cosmopolitan story, but uh, where, whereas the critics back then, you know, they always hated everything. This was apparently the first animation using CinemaScope widescreen, and so oh. they hated it primarily for that. I guess because they, you know, they didn't like how the animation looked. I thought it looked fine. I thought it looked yeah. pretty good. There, there are some moments where, like, there's like a close-up of Tramp and he's running, and they didn't get the the background animation right, so it kind of looks like he's flying. And uh, oh yeah, there, there's small moments like that. Small moments like that that bothered me, but. It, it, not enough to hate this story or not recommend this story. You know, I really, I really enjoyed the voice acting. I think the story is nice and enjoyable. You know, I give it two and a half stars. You know, it's it's good for kids. It's good for the family. Yeah, I, I wouldn't come back to it a lot. You know, I understand why Probably child not. me didn't want to watch this more than once. So, <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's fun.
1: Yeah, I I came at it with a a, a pretty new strong appreciation as a dog owner than I ever had before. I mean, like I said, I've had dogs my whole life and it never hit me like this when I watched this movie. So, I don't know that I would return to it over and over again, but I I, it's definitely higher up on my favorite Disney, the order of Disney list as in relation to occupation in my heart, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I do enjoy this, and out of the this era, I have def it's definitely up there. It's definitely a contender so far. So I mean, I guess I guess we haven't done that much in this era yet. So uh, honestly, maybe I'd say it's my favorite so far.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's not as racist as Peter Pan, so it's not as
1: that's true
0: hard to watch. <laughs> Oh, my and, God. And where, as, you, as you said, where it's racist is easily forgettable and also easily skip fast. Like, they, yeah, they just, could just cut yeah. it from this, I think.
1: Sure, yeah. They sure could. Uh, it, it's just unfortunate because, like, if it, if it was, like, a completely different song and they were just animated slightly different, uh, okay. I would dig the song because the beat's pretty great. That's unfortunate. But full face movie.
0: Yeah, I, like when that song came on, I think I went to go like make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something because I was in the kitchen doing something and I heard the beat and I was like, that sounds like a good song I'm missing. But I was like, oh
1: well. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I not do think going
0: back and rewinding.
1: I do think that perhaps when Tramps going around and imitating the the different families that he's a part of that that might be considered problematic nowadays too, but I don't think he was doing anything overly stereotypical. He was just doing accent work, so I, I I don't know if anybody would wink an eye at that or not. But that's fair. That's fair. I I think it is fair to give a fair warning for the cat scene, but it is all around a very fun, heartfelt movie about dogs, and I love dogs, so full face movie.
0: Here, here. Well, I I think that's it. Yeah. I am the Green Traveler.
1: I am the Faceless Leon, not from Gorsh. (gasps) Safe travels and good night. (laughs) Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account, or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.